G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. As you know, from time to time, we'll have a focus on developments that are happening in China. The Chinese are governed, of course, under a communist regime. And of recent times, the Chinese regime has cracked down on Christianity as they've deepened their nationalism in order to do the things that they see are important for their future. Oftentimes when we reflect on what's happened with the Christians in China, we see a very, very obvious persecution of Christians. But now it's getting closer and closer to home that some of these things are approaching us here on our shores in Australia. Bill Muhlenberg has been writing about China this past week and back with us talking about the persecution of Christians in China. Bill, welcome back to 2020. Great to be here, Neil. Bill, talking about China, uh, not that long ago we would have seen chalk and cheese, a real contrast between what happened there and the freedoms we've experienced here. You're seeing this coming closer and closer together. Yeah, sadly, uh, we are seeing a convergence. Uh, You know, on the one hand, we don't want to downplay the very real and horrific persecution in places like China, obviously, North Korea, some Muslim-majority countries and so on. I mean, horrible stuff indeed, but as many of us have been warning for a long time now, the West, especially as we've seen during the past two years with uh, governments uh, dealing with a crisis, uh, some of the things that we in the West have been doing are looking very much similar to what's already been happening in places like China. We've already discussed things like the social credit system where because of this really heavy-duty 24-7 surveillance culture that exists in China, facial recognition technology, uh, a complete tracking of everybody's movements, what they watch, what they see on social media, what shops they go to, you know, people are being uh, followed basically every day as to what they do. And uh, those who do things that are seem to be not in the interests of the Communist Party, those people will be penalized. And uh, so even that form of suffering and persecution is really hardcore, and China is really leading the way here. But with COVID and all the rest, with our mandatory passports for vaccinations, with uh, QR codes, with basically not being able to go anywhere, not going to any shop without your every step being tracked, even for good motives, uh, how can that information perhaps be misused and abused? Yeah, the two are getting closer and closer. Uh, Communist China keeping an eye on everybody to keep them under complete control. Western governments, uh, in a sense, keeping an eye on everybody in theory to keep them safe and all the rest. But 
the line between the two is becoming uh, finer all the time. So I think we need to stand up and take notice. Bill, as Christian believers, and with a biblical base, we'll often reflect on the solidarity by which Christians have uh, with their persecuted counterparts in nations like China. And it is one thing to have that solidarity and to be supportive both prayerfully and even financially where you can with those mission organisations that work in those contexts. There's also some developments that happen in nations like China that perhaps we can learn from where those developments affect us right now. What are your thoughts about the parallels and things that are developing right here? Yeah, well, again, we must learn not only from history, but from what's happening around us, if nothing else, to study both history and totalitarian countries that exist today should serve as a warning, as a a teaching example of what we do not want to uh, go down the path of something to avoid, something to be warned about. Uh, So to see what is now happening in places like China should be very important for us so that we can, uh, you know, see if there's signs of danger ahead. Uh, I've often talked about Germany in the 1930s. The more I study that period, the more I see parallels as well. Scary. Uh, And again, it's not just me. We've got some even still today, Holocaust survivors who have been speaking out and saying the things I'm seeing happening in the West are just too much like what I saw back in Germany last century. So we have to be able to learn. We have to be able to heed the warnings that are from past and present and be aware that, uh, you know, well, liberty is a fragile thing. It needs to be constantly guarded. What's the saying? The price of uh, liberty is eternal vigilance, and that's exactly it. Uh, Freedom doesn't just grow on trees. In fact, it takes a lot of work to get a free and democratic nation, but it's very easy to undo such nations, to bring them crumbling down. So uh, we all need to be vigilant. We all need to be aware, and that would include Christians. Uh, if for nothing else, the very freedom to proclaim the gospel, to worship God freely in our churches, even those things uh, directly come under threat as we lose our basic freedoms and human rights. So all Christians should be very concerned about these kind of even political developments. Bill, In the Chinese context, it's the government that makes the rules. So when there are new restrictions on the internet or social media, uh, on those non-government organisations, the Christian church, it's coming from a government level. We're seeing something a little bit different here in Australia too, aren't we? Because it's not just the government that's enforcing restrictions on the internet. It's also big tech itself. It's also business that wants to close down a Christian voice. Any thoughts on that extra dimension that's not there because of the government, but because of the atmosphere amongst the people? Yes, another good connecting point here. And in fact, we could say they're much more similar than perhaps what we think. Sure, in a place like communist China, everything is basically controlled by the government, politics, economics, the media, education. But here in the West, while in theory we have these so-called free institutions, how much have we been seeing, and we've been talking about this often, 
how much is the mainstream media really just becoming uh, an extension of the state? How much is the big tech giants becoming an extension of, well, again, at least left-wing political ideology? How much is, uh, well, every area, uh, even local government and so on, pushing leftist agendas, which really, well, you talked about economics and big business. Well, we, we talk about crony capitalism or woke capitalism in which instead of just being a free market enterprise to help the consumer more and more it start aligning itself with government ideologies and the like so you know the difference between what we see in china and what's happening in the west it's becoming less of a difference as all these really big institutions of power and influence more and more align with a secular left state and acts hostile against certainly Christians, but conservatives as well. The concept of a clash is coming, a crisis is looming, and the necessity for acting sooner rather than later, because if Christians don't stand and declare freedoms and where we come from, the necessity for the freedom of Christian belief, then it will not be any easier into the future. And some are suggesting that the clash, the crisis, is inevitable. What are your thoughts about acting now to speak up for freedoms? Well, absolutely. It's always easier to act now when we have the chance, we have the freedom, than to try to recover freedom later when it's completely taken away from us. And we've been losing a whole lot of freedoms real fast, even here in Australia, here in Victoria. So to stand now, it's crucial because we may not be able to stand. You don't have mass marches for freedom in China. They're simply not allowed. So here in Melbourne, for example, a week ago on the Saturday, we had a very large freedom march. And uh, one thing that was interesting, I had a call from a concerned Christian, a well-known pro-life Christian. She said, Bill, I've never been to any of these freedom marches before, and I told her, nor had I. But she said, I did go to this one last Saturday, and we and a group of others, we met separately, we prayed, started at a church, had a prayer time, and then joined the larger, more secular group and joined with them in the march and listened to the speeches at Parliament House and kept praying as well. And she said she was quite amazed how much uh, positive coverage she got from those who were doing media there and those who were part of that march. And she called me and said, Bill, we need to get more Christians. This is so vital. This is so urgent. It's not just secular upset Australians who are going to turn this around. There's plenty of people who are quite upset about the erosion of freedom and this new bill that Dan Andrews is proposing, which would give him real dictatorial powers. But she said, we got to get Christians on board. If nothing else, we have the weapons that non-Christians don't have. We have the power of prayer, intercessory spiritual warfare. We can be there in a public presence, praying, not just angry, shouting protesters of whatever ilk they might be, saying we want our freedoms back, but Christians who show up and say, we also believe in freedom, but we believe this is at bottom a spiritual warfare, 
And uh, we have to pray like mad as well as stand, speak out, take action. So I'm even thinking I'll be there next Saturday because there will be more marches each coming weekend, especially until this vote in the Victorian Parliament on this horrible new bill. So this gal, Kathy, has got me thinking. I think, yeah, I should get there next Saturday. Other Christians should get there. Uh, and march for freedom, but pray that God will shake things up, get rid of evil uh, rulers, bring back a better righteousness and justice. So uh, it's a win for everybody if we get Christians involved. It is a freedom that we do have, perhaps in contrast with those Chinese freedoms that are not there. And so for those to turn up to a peaceful protest uh, certainly doesn't do any harm to make your voice heard. Bill Muhlenberg, always so good getting your insights and no doubt listeners will want to be encouraged by some of the things that you write and to talk about one of the articles we're talking about today, the persecution of Christians in China and the way you've drawn some levels of parallel there to things that have been developing in China, to the things that are developing in some states here in Australia and particularly your home state of Victoria. Let me point people to BillMuhlenberg.com or you can simply Google Culture Watch. Bill Muhlenberg, thanks so much for your update today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.